To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just hate the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Warmers Podcast, episode 39. Yeah, 39. Yeah, 39. <laughs> <laughs> We're back in this thing. Carlos, Ramon, how y'all fellas feeling, man? Uh, as always, your boy feeling great, you know. You know, Saturday, talking to my boys, jam-packed episode. It's Monday. It. It's Monday. When they hit us, it's Monday. Huh? Um, you gonna hear this gonna be Monday, no, so it's, it's Monday. Always we gotta Monday. pretend today is Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then we might be talking just current stuff or, or what impacts Saturday, and it might some stuff might drop in between that. Point. Like the Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. Yeah. That I've been predicted. How do you like talking to Pelicans fans, man? I, I, I mean, I think I said this before. I've talked to Pelicans fans about the trade, and it's fun to me. Like when it first was announced that AD possibly would be traded to us. They're like, oh, y'all, all y'all have is scraps. Oh, y'all players are trash. You know, why would we accept that? Why would we accept that package? And I, we, I constantly try to tell them, I'm like, Lonzo is really good. Our young core is probably almost, if not the same, better than Boston's young core. And now here we are. It was released that during that time that the execs in the New Orleans organization actually liked Lonzo a lot. And that's one of the main players that they was criticizing. Like, how do y'all feel about this hypocrisy from Pelicans fans? Now they just all on board. Now they just like, oh, yeah, man, I just want to get the job. I, I just wanted, I want this trade to get done. You know, da 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 I'm like, nah, nah, fam. You, you was just bashing our players. Now, now you open arms with our players. Yeah, I mean, I think the Pelican fans, they don't know what they want. Let's be honest, you know what I'm saying? They would, oh, you know, at one point, let's keep it. AD, there's no way we trading AD. You know, then the next thing is like, oh, we trading them, we won't be to the Lakers. You know, y'all, you know, and they bash our players. These players aren't good. These are people that don't clearly don't watch the Lakers, which I don't get because the Lakers led the league in televised games last year. So I don't get why, you know, they're not watching these players and know the potential of these players. You know, last year... You know, and Magic Johnson talked about this. Ingram went through a stretch where he went off, just like he was unstoppable. You know, I know he was pretty much inconsistent for a lot of the years, but, you know, our lineup was banged up. Then you look at Lonzo. I know he's another player who's, you know, who hasn't really been able to show his potential because he's been banged up here and there. So, but I'm saying when these players, you know, they're not going to stay, you know, banged up for, forever. You know, I think when these players finally get on the road and, you know, able to put together a full season, you're looking at special players, all of them. Yeah. 
Yeah, the thing about it, like, I completely agree with you on that. And I've gotten to the point, you know, I, I've tried to stray away from the debates. But honestly, I don't need to debate with anybody anymore that's not watching our young core. Like, you, and, and I, I mean, that, yeah, I mean that completely. Like, man, I get into these situations now where I just ask them straight up, how many times have you watched Lonzo play? How many times have I you watched? Yeah, yeah. How many times? How many times have you watched B.I. play? Like, I'm tired of you going off what the, the, what the media is saying and what all this and, and off this reputation kind of stuff. Everybody wants to take a shot at Lakers prospects when they're on the Lakers. Nobody was really on the D'Angelo Russell hype train. You got a few people that were out there that thought D'Lo would be good. But people were trying to call D'Lo D'Lo a bust when he was a Laker. People were down on Randall when he was a Laker. These guys leave, and now all of a sudden, you can see this and see that. So the moment that these guys get moved, that these guys get traded, then people are going to be on the Lonzo bandwagon. They're going to be on the B.I. bandwagon. They're going to be on the Kuzma bandwagon because the main thing is they coming against them because they Lakers. And the thing about it, don't come at me. Don't talk about the guys. If you hadn't even watched them play, you hadn't seen how they really truly contribute to the to the game and, and how things don't always even show up in the stat sheet that they do. So, yeah. Um, so now that they're, they're saying that they need a three team to help them, which we kind of was uh, kind of figuring that it to either to get it done as a three team. What's some realistic things you think can happen over the weekend? Because I think this deal probably get done over the weekend. So, uh, I guess I'll go first. I mean, I think that of course our fourth fourth pick will have to be on the table for for it to move. I could see a realistic situation uh, where that fourth pick ends up in New Orleans' hands and some kind of way uh, Lonzo ends up in Phoenix because they, 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 they come out and say they have a great interest in Lonzo and then some kind of way that six picks end up in New Orleans' hands too. That would be nice. And, of course, you know, then, of course, we'll try to... We find some type of way to retain cool. So we end up sending out uh, Brandon Ingram to New Orleans and Josh Hart to New Orleans. So New Orleans ultimately ends up with uh, with that fourth pick, the sixth pick, Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. And I think that they would probably end up having to I think Drew would have to go. I don't know where he would go, but Nah, they I I, I think, think they'll try to deal they're gonna, they're but what other player would be on their roster would be appealing. Um, Julius Randle. Yeah, so, but then with Randall, it's all he's about a he's a free agent. He's a free like, agent. well, he has an option, so, so he could sign, just... sign and trade. Yeah, that gets kind of tricky. That, though. that gets that it. gets a little bit tricky. Yeah, so that, um, I guess that's that's what I'm, I'm stuck I, yeah. at. I, I think that some kind of way New Orleans is yeah. a six and fourth pick, Bi and Josh Hart, and I don't know what they'd send away. I would even finish with some way. Besides that, I say I say this. I think that um, I know we talked about keeping Kuzma. You mentioned that, um, and I love Kuzma. I love Ingram. I love Lonzo. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if we don't end up making a deal, we'll be just fine to be able to get a max player. But there's no guarantee we'll get a max player. But with that said, you know I feel like Kuzma should not be the hangup in this deal. And I know reports were saying that we want to keep Kuzma. If that's the, the the piece that we need to get, Anthony Davis who can drop forty. 40 points, 15 rebounds any night, then we got to give up Kuzma. Then we got to look maybe at the free agent market and bring in some pieces because, again, Anthony Davis is, is special. He's only 26 years old, which is only two years older than Kuzma, and he's going to carry our franchise. So we got to do what we can and 
maximize these years with LeBron James because right now LeBron James is not getting any younger. And I think we need, if Kuzma's the hang-up, we need to make that deal, go ahead and send Kuzma to where he needs to go to get Anthony yeah. Davis. So, so what's yeah, the trade think... you see, Los? What's the trade you speculate? The, the, trade, I, the trade I see happening is going to happen with the Bulls. The Bulls being the third team and Zach Levine probably going to, you know, um, the Pelicans because the Pelicans' biggest thing, the biggest hang-up with the deal from all reports that we've seen was the Pelicans want a, um, a, a star player. You know, maybe not an all-star. You know, it just kind of depends, you know, kind of how, how it balances out. So I see the trade being, you know, we send Lonzo to the Bulls. Um, we get Anthony Davis. Um, the Pelicans get, um, they get uh, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, and um, the fourth pick, um, and maybe a future first-round pick from us. The, 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 um, the, um, the, the um, Bulls, they get the... Um, they get uh, Lonzo. <laughs> the so that's how I think that that'll be a good deal and how that will work out. Yeah. Um. I think from my perspective, figuring out the third team, it, it, it is a, a kind of a difficult piece to to try to assess. I mean, the typical contenders you got out there that you already mentioned in Phoenix and also um, in Chicago, and I think you know we've heard rumblings and things about Washington. I don't really know if I really buy Washington as truly a, a, a third option because I don't think they're just going to move Bradley Beal uh, for a, a pick or one of the picks that's out there. So I really do. Um, I actually do buy into that bull scenario that Los was mentioning um, because I think a piece like Zach Levine is the type of, I mean, Zach Levine, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I know he averaged 20 plus this year. And I want to say at one point he was averaging like 25 in the season. I think it may have tailed off a little bit, but um, he's a guy that is not talked about as much, but does have that all star potential. And so if you can get a guy like him, also getting a guy like Brandon Ingram, who I believe, in my opinion, has superstar potential, even though people can feel otherwise. But that's just what I believe. Um, and if Kuz is coming your way as well. The Bulls, now they don't have to worry about, you know, drafting the point guard. They get their point guard that they want in Lonzo, who is really coveted, um, really out there on the trade market at this point, you know, despite what other people kind of think about him at the moment. Um, so I really more so maybe see that, that Bulls scenario playing out. And I think for the, the Pelicans, if seeing it from their angle, if you are able to get a return, you know, uh, of a Zach Levine, you know, a B.I. that has some potential. Um, maybe, you know, a first-round pick or two in there. And also a Kuz. Like, honestly, you know, that's pretty good value for Anthony Davis. You don't really get a dollar-for-dollar dollar trade for a superstar. It doesn't happen, you know. Uh, San Antonio didn't get that for Kawhi Leonard. You know, Boston didn't get that when they... I mean, not Boston. Uh, Cleveland didn't get that when they traded... Kyrie, like you're not going to get a dollar for dollar, one for one deal. So you get as much as you can, and I think that that would be a reasonable package. Mm. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I, I just want the deal to get done. I'm tired of yeah. going this. Like, this been a part of We've been talking about this for at least four or five episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I think that what's, what's, what's interesting enough is that uh, it came out that that Rich Paul, which is Anthony Davis' agent, said that he doesn't even Boston shouldn't even you know shouldn't even worry about it because he's not gonna sign an extension there. But then he comes back and say he's not gonna sign an extension anyway. Either way, he's going to free agency. So 
I mean, those are kind of conflicting statements to me. Am I wrong in saying it? Uh, I, I don't believe that at all. You know what I'm saying? I think he's playing the game right now. He's saying the right things. AD gonna resign with us. You know what I'm saying? Like, AD wants to be in LA. Barring anything that happens drastic, that you know, some type of thing that happens where our management, which known before, you know, our leadership pretty much known before has messed things up. But barring any mistakes with that. He's going to resign with us. He's saying all the right things right now, like, oh, he's going to hit free agency. Nah, he's going to resign with us. I believe that in my heart. He wants to come there and he wants to play a couple years with LeBron James. Yeah. It, yeah. Ch- chiming in on that, like you said, I'm, you, you could view it as conflicting, but I agree with Lois. I really think that if he comes to L.A., he's going to resign. Even if he goes to a situation where he legitimately, too, does go to free agency and just seeks out the largest contract in that if he goes to LA he will re-up with LA um but I just think that this is a situation and we may be you know getting into this later and I may be jumping the gun with this but um if I was a team out there I would consider taking the risk of going for AD and the reason why I say that is if all right let's just say it's a situation where you know a team takes a chance on AD the Lakers have to, once again, maybe not completely punt on a season, but has to, once again, follow that whole one-year contract type thing, make sure they keep space for Anthony Davis. Are they going to punt on really another year with LeBron and not try to fill out the roster as best as possible? Or are they going to go the route of definitely doing all these one-year deals again like that and making sure that they still have space for AD? So I may take the risk and say, you know, the Lakers are going to have to fill out their roster and going to have to sign some guys. B.I. is going to be up for, you know, an, an extension soon and all of that. And maybe the cap space isn't there for Anthony Davis in 2020 when he wants to walk to L.A. You know, I know that's talking against my Lakers, but I'm trying to, you know, present even another outlook on this. If I'm a team that's, you know, not L.A. or not New York that has been mentioned as the two potential spots that A.D. would re-up. Well, I mean, I think what you was alluding to, you know, is the Raptors winning yep. the championship. And we've seen, I guess, two scenarios that are similar, but one is, uh, as far as the result, is different ends of the spectrum because with Paul George, it was a thing where the Thunder took a chance. I mean, yeah, the yep. Thunder took a chance in trading the Pacers for him. And it worked out in Paul George re-signing. Uh, but it hasn't worked out as far as success as a team, but I guess they're not too concerned about that. But... On the other end, you know, Toronto say I'm going to take a chance because both of these players stated that they wanted to come to go to L.A. So, you know, Kawhi's, you know, in the rumors they're saying is he wanted to go to L.A. And now, in his case, he got the Raptors took a chance and it worked out for him. Yeah, they won the championship and nobody in America is thinking that Kawhi's going to leave. So, you know, it, you know, it, I think that you know, the result of the game, you know, of the NBA Finals can kind of, you know, yeah. force teams to be like, hey, look, let's go ahead and just, just take a chance. And, you know, if it works out, it works out. If it don't, whatever. But we've seen two cases where it worked out where, the, where, the guy, where it was hard for the guy to leave. We got more examples of the guy staying than not. So, you know, I, I would – that was a good point of mine. I do feel, like, feel as though, you know, somebody might, you know, might sneak attack this, yeah. this thing. So that's what's interesting about it. But – you know, I, I just don't understand how this deal didn't get done before the weekend because, you know, the draft is Thursday. So, it's kind of like you would think that if the Pelicans, you know, are 
targeting our fourth pick or targeting picks, you, you want to bring those guys in for a workout. Right. Which, is, you know, it's not going to stop them from doing it. But, I mean, this week, you know, guys are making their travel plans and stuff like that. It's going to be harder to book those. But, you know, it, it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting from that aspect that a, a deal hadn't been done yet. Yeah. I think I think I think this, you know, um I, I'm ready, like you Rob, I'm sick of it. And let's do it. But here's here's some scenarios I think the Lakers will consider. Um, one being we get A D, we still have money for another another max potential max player. And so I think the Lakers will look and look to the first try to get one of those guards on the market like a Kyrie, like a Kimba. But if they miss some of the guys, like if Kemba ends up going back to Charlotte or to the Knicks, or if Kyrie ends up going to the Nets, you know, and take time teaming up with KD and waiting on him, then I think they would look, because right now, of course, it's saying Chris Paul wants out of Houston. Now, I know Chris Paul is an old guard, but I would not be surprised if LeBron tried to pretty much force his way and say, hey, let's get my guy over here. So then you're looking at a team that, you know, yes, yes it's kind of it'll be an older team, you know, but you're looking at a young AD with a Chris Paul running point, and then you got LeBron James still. So I think that's a choice. And then I also look at Memphis. What they, I know they also talking about getting rid of Michael Conley. So I wouldn't be surprised if we make a call and try to get one of those guys on the team if we miss on the free agents. Yeah, so I'm interested to see. I'm gonna keep a close eye on it, but I mean I don't think we can say any more than what has our that we already said and what we said today. You know, it's kind of like we. I'm just tired of we. I'm yeah. just tired of even you know thinking about it. I'm just ready for it to get done. Whatever it's it is, drop. I'm hoping he lands as a Laker, but I'm just, I, I'm just tired. I just of want it over it. at yeah. this point. I just <laughs> want it to be traded. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So and just letting people know too, even before we move on, like we're not going to be depressed as a fan base if we don't get Anthony Davis. Obviously, we do want to get him, but I know people would be like, the Lakers have completely flopped and they got nothing going for them. Like. You got LeBron, you got the young talent, you got a max cap space, you got the number four pick. Organization has a lot going for them. So, you know, I know y'all will be running jokes if he doesn't end up in L.A., but just as Rob said, I'm just ready for it to be over wherever he ends up. Sure. Um, so we witnessed Toronto Raptors getting their first championship in their franchise history. Is there anything more to say about their office the front office, man, I think they deserve a lot of the credit, you know, outside of Kawhi, but, yeah. you know, just taking a chance on Kawhi, you know, giving up their best player at yeah. the time, you know, DeRozan, and upgrading it in that, in that fashion, you know, and you just look at that drafting, man. They draft say, say Yakum with twenty yeah. Yakum with like 27 picking, what, 2016? Yeah. Well, they, none of their... I want to say I'm saying this right. None of the, nobody on their roster was a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. So nobody on that and, roster. You know, Van Vliet was a was a pivotal part of that, and you know I, he was an undrafted free agent. I think he signed on to their summer league team. So I mean, you know, they really do their homework on players, and they really know the amount of talent. But you know, I'm happy for him, man. Like I, you know, like I, I did, you know, with Golden State and them going through. You know what they went through with the injuries, but I can't discredit that what the Raptors accomplished this season. You know, nor can I discount what Kawhi did. You know, on his playoff run, he had one of the greatest playoff runs we've seen. So I mean, it. You know, you want to just speak on that or whatever. What that what that championship meant. 
to the Raptors as an organization and just as a front office? Yeah, I think just speaking on it, I'll say that it really um, it really showed that the risk that they took was really worth it. You know, Masai Ujiri, I think I view him as probably, he may be the best out there. I know we gave, you know, credit to what the Nets have going on and all that, but Masai Ujiri is a heck of a GM, president of basketball operations, whatever position you really want to put him into. And um, he made two gutsy moves. He made two bold moves. He It was... The organization and the fan base, they love DeMar DeRozan. And Dwayne Casey had just been coach of the year. And you know what he did? He traded DeMar DeRozan, which is beloved by the fan base. And he got rid of Dwayne Casey. Brought in Nick Nurse, who to me, Nick Nurse had a really good year coaching-wise. I think he made really good adjustments. I think that uh, that he showed that he has a great, great basketball mind. And then you bring in Kawhi Leonard. And Kawhi is arguably right now... You could argue that he is the best player in basketball. Like he's he's right there, um, and so I think that it was it just showed that uh, the guts you know that it took to to make those moves you know that it paid off, and then that's a big thing for that organization. I mean, they had never been to the NBA Finals before. You know, we've seen guys like Vince Carter be there. We've seen guys like Chris Bosh be there, Demar Derozan, all those different guys. They never made Tracy McGrady. They never made it there. They get there, Kawhi's first year, and they win a championship. So hats off to them. You know, people will try to bring up the injuries and all this and that kind of stuff, but we all know that injuries are a part of the game, and so you can't take anything away from that organization. So hats off to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it was a fun series, you know. Um, I know this, I, I give my hats off to them. I know this is not a popular opinion, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, but I just got to keep it 100, man. KD played in the series. If Clay stayed healthy in the series, Raptors wasn't winning the series. I'm just gonna keep it real, you know what I'm saying? But again, I gotta get credit because injuries are part of the game. Raptors did it and took advantage of it because they weren't like the Rockets. The Rockets, you know, didn't close the deal when he had a hurt player. So that's why I gotta give credit to the Raptors. But again, if those boys was still on, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't they wouldn't have touched they wouldn't have touched, you know, the Warriors. You know, they would have won everybody going into this year kinda of said, Yeah, we know who's gonna win it this year. And that's why it was so surprising, you know. And it was sad to see both of those guys go out with season end and injuries that's gonna play into next year. But again, they wouldn't have beat them if their boys was healthy. Yeah, and like you said, they took advantage of the opportunity, so uh that's that that's a lot to be said. Um I, you know the injuries as far as KD and Clay. I think that I think what's what I think what was relieving to me not the injuries of course, but just the Raptors winning is just that we finally now it seems like the balance will be restored in the league. It seemed like with these injuries and and with you know with the Warriors, I feel like this was their last year, as I said last podcast, of being rope written in. Now you know I think that a lot of teams can contend next year. And, you know, with it, when this AD trade, the, of course, the picture will crystallize. But, you know, the league, it kind of like the balance was restored. It's wide feel? open. You know, so that's kind of how I was kind of kind of happy for the Raptors, too. And because they kind of restored the balance, even though it took the injury, which is unfortunate. But, you know, and I'd say working with Clay, because Clay had a great, awesome game. Clay yeah, had it on his mind. Typical game six Clay, man. Clay is a killer, but... You know, in those situations, but 
you know, I think that that's what I'm most excited. I, I could be excited for the NBA season now because I don't know. I actually really don't know who can win it all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's going to be wide open this upcoming year, man. Wide open. So, the draft is Thursday. So, you all want to have a little fun and do a little mock draft? Yeah. I, I say, let's do it. I'm with it. Let's go. All right, all right cool. What about it? All right, so let's just do the top ten. Uh, number one, I got Zion Wilson going to the Pelicans. Um, <laughs> bold take. Bold, cold, bold move. Cold take. You see that one coming. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I mean, that goes without being said, but I guess he's the number one pick, so you got to – I think that he, he has to go number one just because he's a special player, special talent. I think that he used the Pelicans an, an opportunity, being that they having to come up off of AD, they can get a replacement for AD. And, you know, they don't have to go too far because some teams never fall in this great position where they yeah. lose, like, their best player, uh, a very uh, – one of the better top five players in the NBA when he's healthy, you know, and then land upon a guy who has that same potential. So I think that they'll go with Zion just because you, you just can't. You, Box office, yeah, ticket yeah, sales. So, yeah. So I think that's that's easily said right there. I think that's, that's perfect. Uh, so I guess I'll take number two then. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna roll with number two. I think my pick is pretty easy too. Uh, I'm gonna roll with John Morant out of Murray State, um, heading to the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, we already see the writing on the wall. Memphis was trying to move Mike Conley last season. They didn't really find a deal for him, but they're really trying to move over, uh, move on from that grit and grind era that was around Conley and Gasol and all those guys. And so, John Morant is really gonna be the heir apparent at that position. He's, you know, he can be, to me, a franchise player as well, franchise talent. I think he can fill seats as well. I view him somewhat as kind of a more controlled Russell Westbrook, like if Russell Westbrook was just under control. Um, that's kind of what I view John Moran. And then, to me, John Moran also shoots the ball uh, a little bit better than Russ as well. And so I think that he's a, a home run pick for them. And I don't think that they'll really take too long to make that pick at all because it's pretty much decided at this point. I like it. So, you know, the Knicks with the third pick, I'm going to roll with my boy Jared Culver out of Texas Tech, which oh, I know is... Wow. Oh, 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 RJ? Over oh, Barrett. Over Barrett. I'm going to go with my boy Jared Culver. Over I mean, I know most mocks got that, that top three locked in, but I like this dude, you know, and I think, you know, I think he's going to be special in the league, you know. It's not too many players. I think I say that too, you know, the last couple... You know, I said that to end up being special. That's both NFL and NBA. I like Cover though, because he's just versatile. And he showed, I was just watching a couple games, you know, they're replaying some of the college games during the year. He showed that, again, he played a big point guard for them. And this guy's 6'7", 194. You know, he was bringing the ball down, setting up the plays, you know. His first year, his freshman year, you know, they didn't ask much for him. They asked him to defend, you know, not really playmate. This year, they asked him to be the playmaker of the team, and he showed that he can be a playmaker. And he led, you know, this is the same guy that led his team to the championship game. And obviously, he fell short to Virginia, but he showed in his second year that he can grow. And so I like his potential to continue growing. Again, this guy can guard one through three, you know, the, the, the point guard, the shooting guard, and the small forward. And not only that, he can make plays for his team. So. You know, his jump shot was good. You know, he improved as a year ago. He can take you off the dribble. You know, he has mid-range. I just think he's the perfect player 
for um, New York Knicks. Now, I know the RG, R.J. Barrett hype and all that, you know, but I really think he's going to be one of the guys that people are going to look back at, on years later and they're going to be like, just like the, the, the draft, the 09 draft, a lot of people, you know, Blake Griffin went number one to the Clippers, right? Yeah. But that's the same draft that had Curry in it, you know what I'm saying, where they missed on Curry, you know, I think he's going to be one of those players that, this draft was talking about his top three, then it's a fall off. But he's going to be one of those players who's like, dang, why did we pass on this guy? He's a household name. I think he's going to be one of those players in three to four years. So maybe he don't go off as much as R.J. Barrett the first year, you know, not be as popular. But I think he's just going to grow because he has that, that worth ethic. And I think he's going to be a special player in the league. Okay. You want to add on to that one? Uh, I mean, I think he summed it up. I think that makes it the pick that's about to fall to you at four pretty obvious night easier yeah. than, than you probably felt it was going to be. Yeah, uh, R.J. Bear with the fourth pick going to the Los Angeles Lakers, which I would love yeah. if we kept that pick. Yep. And R.J. fell in our lap. Oh, my goodness. R.J. is uh, coming into the coming into high Coming into college, he was they had him projected to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. So that just kind of gives you a, a kind of a mindset of, of where this guy is. Uh, but it, but of course Zion being special, Memphis really needs a point guard, and Josh really nice. Uh, it caused him to fall where he's falling. But make no mistake, I mean he's a great player offensively. He's probably one of the more polished offensive players in this draft, if not the most polished offensive player in the draft. Um, he can defend. Uh, he, you know, I think that he could work better on his playmaking ability. You probably could speak on that more, but I, I mean, I feel like he, you know, just his passing or whatever could improve. But you know, what is he six nine, six eight? He's about six seven. About six, typical, seven, yeah. typical, what you want in your in your shooting guard. So I mean, he's gonna be great. Uh, I think that along with the guys Carlos mentioned and, and Ramon mentioned so forth. So. Uh, I think RJ at four. Yeah, I think RJ at four would be a heck of a heck of a pick. Like that would be exactly what I would want. And I think really with his his playmaking and passing, I think once he gets to the opportunity to the league where there's going to be more spacing. The issue at Duke this year was there was no spacing because he couldn't shoot the three ball. Nobody on the team can shoot. But even RJ, when Zion went down, averaged five assists per game. So I believe that he can make plays for others. Um, he's done that really on every level, even when he was in high school, when he played for the Canadian national team. Um, I, you know, I'm high on RJ. I think he's special. But not to make this a whole RJ Barrett draft special, so we'll roll on to the number five pick. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and take uh, my guy out of Virginia, DeAndre Hunter, at this fifth pick. Um, I think that coming into this Situation. He's one of the most NBA-ready prospects mm -hmm. right now. Plug and play. Plug and play type of guy. And I think that he fits the current league right now as far as you want versatile wings that can... DeAndre Hunter, to me, can guard the one through the four. Definitely the two through the four. But I believe he can guard the one through the four. Some people talk about his athleticism a little bit, maybe kind of lacking. But I don't totally view it that way. Um, but also, too, he can really shoot from the perimeter. I mean, he shot 40-plus percent from three. I want to say it was above around 45% at mm -hmm. one point. Um, so he shoots the ball well. He defends. Um, I do believe that he's a guy that may have a little bit lower of a floor than some of these pro – I mean, a little bit lower of a ceiling than some of these prospects that we've mentioned, but his floor is really high. You are going to get a solid – 
player in DeAndre Hunter. I don't think he's going to be a guy that will be a bust, and I think he'll be somebody that's great to build along with Colin Sexton out there in Cleveland. So I think they will get an excellent player with DeAndre Hunter falling to them at five. Okay. I like that pick. So it's back in Back at Oh, you, you skipping over, over lows, huh? Lowe's you just, started, you just want on, to go man. back and forth. Hey. <laughs> go ahead, hey, so back at six, you know, we got the Phoenix Suns up. So I'm going to go with Darius Garland. You know, the Suns have been lacking the last couple of years a true good point guard. You know, they already got uh, Booker, you know. And so I think you bring in another guard, you know, who most of, who a lot of people compare to, um, you know, uh, uh, Damian Lewis, you know, a small guard, not such a, not a huge school, you know, he's 6'2", 175 pounds. So this guy came in, he was actually the number one point guard in this class um, before he got injured. You know, then John Moran kind of took off in his sophomore year and then, you know, jumped him, of course. But he missed, you know, I think he only played maybe like 10 to 12 games this year. And But in those games, you know, he, he lit up the scoreboard. You know, he he's looked like he can carry a team. You know, he's not necessarily a natural passer, but I think he is one of those players that could end up being a great player. You know, end up being one of those players that, you know, that, that carries a team, you know, like a Damian Lillard and being a star player. You know, he's one of those players that's being talked about at the fourth spot if the Lakers keep that because he signed with LeBron James' agent. So, you know, everybody kind of think that, you know, Rich Paul runs the Lakers anyway. So I think, you know, that's kind of like where they're correlating that at. But I like the guy. Not necessarily like him to go to the Lakers, but I think he, he's going to be one of those players that, that comes in and he can be one of those dark horses to be uh, rookie of the year. I think that's an excellent pick, too, because like you mentioned, I mean, Phoenix has been looking – and desperately needing that point guard. And that's why they've had interest in, in several guys, even like we mentioned Lonzo earlier. So I think them getting um, Garland and, and pairing him in that backcourt with Devin Booker. Um, and, of course, they have Aiden there as well. I think that that at six will be a great pick. Mm-hmm. So uh, I agree. I, I You know, and then Garland's a great shooter, too. He's yeah. a great three-point shooter. Well, he shot from the three-point line. Like, yeah, it was 40-plus. It was, yeah, it was 40-plus. And I've seen, like, his workouts and all that, too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he can shoot. And another thing about DeAndre Hunter, too, is that he's probably the best defender in this draft, too. DeAndre yeah. Hunter's a great yeah. defender. So that's that's what he was able to do um, when he was in – that's what he was known for in Virginia. So, and then his size – too. Um, so that brings me. I am number seven, the Chicago Bulls. Who would that take? Um, I think they'll take. Uh, hmm. Who would they take? Interesting slot. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Kobe White would would, would, would go too too much for it. I think Kobe White would be probably the next picked up. Yeah. Point guard from North Carolina. Great crazy player. hair. Yeah, crazy. Great player. He can ball though. Yeah, he can. He can really ball. I mean. I mean, he gets to the goal effortlessly. Um, he was, you know, a playmaker. You know, he's a good point guard. I think that he's he's an excellent player. I think if Chicago was able to get him, they could get somebody to add on to that young core and add somebody that can really kind of grow and mesh the team together. So. Yeah. And I think those back-to-back picks, like, those are pivotal picks. Like, Phoenix 
and and Chicago. Those have been two teams that seem like they really, really, really want a point guard. And as you know, I guess Chicago must not have much confidence in Chris Dunn anymore at this point, which I think he's an okay player. Remember when I was telling y'all that? Yeah. Remember when I was telling y'all that back then? Yeah, but they don't have any confidence in him, so I could definitely see them going Kobe White. Uh, so it's back around to me now at the eighth pick. Um, I know it's going to sound like a homer pick for me, but at eight, I'm going Cam go. Reddish. I'm oh going Cam God. Reddish, man. Yeah, you know he had knee I'm, I'm going, yes, I'm going my boy Cam Reddish, man. I think that the interesting thing about Cam is he's the biggest boomer bust prospect in this draft class. Like, Cam Reddish is honestly, you're taking a, a, a big risk, a big gamble with him, but I think that he's worth it because. Like I said, Cam can be an all-star, a superstar type player. Could be a Paul George type of player. That's kind of who his game resembles to me. Um, or Cam could be somebody that in a few years kind of flames out of the league. Um, my only question about Cam is him consistently having that motor. But I do think that he had some injury issues even while he was at Duke. And also had to adjust to you know his first year really not being the guy. Like He had to adjust to that number three role at Duke. Um, but I think that his game really does fit the next level, does fit the NBA. And I think you pairing him with a Trey Young, um, and also I'm forgetting uh, your other boy that's really talented out there in Atlanta. Um, Trey Young? No, I said Trey Young. It's, it's the other one, though, the one that plays down, down low, the big or whatever. He's like a power forward. I, and he can jump high. Yeah. And he I, did that trash dunk where he jumped over that toy plane. Yeah, I, I just can't oh, remember his name right now, but... But you have that trio going forward. Um, I think that that would be excellent for them. So I'm going Cam Reddish at eight. Wow. I like Cam. I was hoping he fell so I can talk about him. But, <laughs> you know, I got to do what I got to do. So I'm going to go with the ninth pick. The ninth pick is the Washington Wizards. John Collins. The- John Collins, yeah. Go ahead. I'm going to take um, the Washington Wizards. I'm going to go with the Texas Longhorn and Jackson Hayes. Yeah, I like this dude. Yeah, I, I like this dude. I like oh, him a lot. He's, he's, he bouncy. He got he got he, he got springs, you know. And I think he he he's he's a true um, athlete, you know. Um, he's a good runner, you know. I think he fit today's game of people getting up and down the floor, and you having that that center, not necessarily that center that's going to be um, you know back to the back. Maybe he can develop, you know. But he's one of those guys that's going to give you the hustle plays. It's going to give you the live. You know, and I think he'd be perfect with the Wizards once they get healthy. Him and John Wall running, running the court with that speed, and you know, uh, getting up and down the floor. You know, he's a six eleven, two twenty guy. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see him in the big tournament. He was in the NIT, which I still don't know what that means. I think it stands for not in the tournament, but that's what I always talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, NIT, and he did well. <laughs> but um, this year he averaged, you know, ten points and five rebounds. But again, you look at his highlights, you look at this guy, he kind of compares to, I think he's going to be a better um, New Orleans Noel, which I know that's not the greatest comparison, but I think he's going to be better than him. He's going to bring you that type of energy. (laughs) New Orleans Noel is trash. I've heard some people, too, compare him a little bit to uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. as well. New Orleans Noel, I always thought he was overrated. Oh, I, I did too. I always thought he was overrated too. I didn't think he was going to flame out kind of like how he did, but I never really saw any potential in him offensively. Like, I never saw any potential on that side of the ball. But, but he with the thunder, he, maybe he'll find his niche there. His niche. His niche. Yeah. 
So yeah. uh, uh, what we at ten? Ten. Final uh, final ten. pick. We going just ten deep on this. Grand one. opening, grand closing, huh? Yeah. So uh, who has the ten? We got Atlanta. AD. We got AD. We got AD. We got AD. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Man, that's perfect. That's man. That perfect. perfect. Let's news. go. Break. Break. Breaking news. The mock changes. Let's the go. Pelicans ever. We got AD. Yes. We all the way live. We all the way hey, back. and we kept Coos. And we kept Coos. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I think Let's we got. Go. I think we got to take a. I think we to take a small break. So I think can. so <laughs> too, man. Yeah. 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 I know. This raw emotion right now. Let's go. Man, that's crazy, bro. I knew it was gonna happen, though. I I, I knew it. I had a feeling it was gonna happen. Then, then, and then we were just talking about this, Rob. I said, I said, wouldn't it be perfect if that mug break while we on the pod? We did it without, we did it Because we always record after something big happens. So now we finally are recording when some big news broke. AD to the Lakers for what, three first round picks and BI and Lonzo. And Josh Hart. And Josh Hart, along with the fourth pick, which is including that first round pick. Man, how y'all, man, it's been six years, <laughs> bro. Six long, long years, bro. The Lakers are back. Yeah. The they Lakers back, are bad. This is crazy, bro. This is crazy, man. Hey, hey. I love that title, man. I love that title. The Lakers are back, baby. Like, hey, I'm feeling good, man. <laughs> hey, I'm feeling good, man. Bro, we got to go party after this. I mean, it's a celebration, yeah. bro. It's a celebration, man. It's, it's so many things that it's like, it's like, man, we just had, we, to get all that what we was talking about before, I know we was doing the mock draft, we not worried about that. Yeah, scratch that. We yeah. got through nine, that's good enough. Hey, man, I think that we, like, man, like, Anthony Davis, I told you guys, like, that's like, I, before he was even in Trey Talk, that was like my, like, third favorite player. That's your dude, bro. Yeah, that's been my on guy. AD, yeah, yeah, like, that's been your guy yeah. for a while, bro. And now he's on my squad, bro. Like, I am ecstatic. I'm going on Foot Locker right now and order his jersey. Like, it's on, bro. I, yeah, I probably will get an AD jersey, bro. It's I probably up, will. Man. It's up, man. It's up, man. So, let's it's, try to internalize this, man. Like, I gave ourselves a break, yeah. but I still can't. So, what was important... That in the trades that we was able to retain, that the Lakers were able to retain Kyle Kuzma, that was huge. Huge. So yeah, I think that part was the most huge, the, probably the biggest part, and I think that's partly why we gave up three first round picks because we probably chose to keep Kyle Kuzma 
instead of, you know, uh, giving him up. So that's why we gave up those additional picks. So those three picks includes the fourth pick this year and then two years after that, which we still got to see what the protections are on those picks. So that's huge, too. It can be a top ten protection. It can be some crazy protection where, you know, we end up with those picks anyway. Hopefully not, and they're in the 20s, and then we don't even have to worry about it anyway. So that's the biggest thing that I'm really waiting on right now to see what the protections are on those trades. I don't think we need – I don't think we're going to need the picks, honestly. Yeah. That, this trade make us instant contenders. But, again, what's interesting, too, let's not even – let's not gloss over how big New Orleans came up, too. Oh, yes. You know, I, I said on one of, like, about four podcasts ago, five podcasts ago, I was like, they're in a position, if they do this right, that they will be able to bounce back the quickest that I've ever seen in NBA history from a team that loses their best player. And they have the, they're going to get Zion. They got they got the fourth pick. They got Lonzo and B.I. Right. And you know you know I, how we feel about Lonzo and B.I., yeah. bro. Like, so, they're going to they gonna be great. Man. Yeah, somebody could call this a bold statement, but it doesn't feel too bold to me. Lonzo, if Lonzo and B.I. are healthy next year, I could see the Pelicans pushing for a low playoff spot. Like, I could see though, that team being a playoff team next year. Lonzo, B.I., still got Drew Holiday over there. You bringing in Zion now, like Josh Hart is a good rotation guy. You know, depends on what they decide to do with Julius Randle. Like the Pelicans are in a really good position too, and and um I've already been having some discussions with different people, and someone was telling me they want you know Lonzo to be traded. Somebody else said trade Lonzo and Bi for picks, and I don't think that that's the right move at all. I don't think that that makes sense. I'm telling you. We have watched these guys, the three of us on this podcast, we watch the Lakers when the Lakers are on national TV, when the Lakers, if we got to stream a game, any type of service, we have watched these game, these guys game in and game out, and Lonzo and B.I. are going to be special players in this league. Not just regular players, not just solid high-end role players, they are going to be special all-star type players in this league. So the Pelicans know what they're getting. The Pelicans need to hold on to both of those guys, in my opinion. Could I potentially see them doing something and maybe trying to flip lines over something? Maybe that could be a possibility out there, but I would not recommend that at all. I think they need to roll with what they got. Yeah, and it's been a while. They hadn't had a point guard since Chris Paul. And with Lonzo, they'll have a true point guard. But, you know, Lonzo and the Zion pick and roll will be completely filthy. You're spacing the floor for B, also for B.I. to hit those threes. I mean, they came up. Man. Think about that unit defensively. Lonzo, yeah. we know, is elite defensively. We've watched that. We know what Drew Holiday can do on that side of the ball. Brandon Ingram is a really good defender and is becoming better and better by the year on that end of the floor. And he all has all the natural tools for that. Zion, that was one of his biggest things that do despite him being so efficient offensively, he was a great defender. So then you find somebody at that five spot, like this can be a great defensive unit as well. So I'm telling you, Pelicans fans, please do not undersell what you got at this point. You have something great, and this is a deal that's working out to me for both sides because it's the Lakers. I believe it's a great deal for us. But Pelicans fans, please do not undersell what David Griffin is doing for your organization. David Griffin is turning around that organization, and I think we owe Rob Palenka an apology. Yeah. Me and you, Ramon. I mean, Carlos didn't really too much bash. Yeah, he didn't bash Rob. That's your boy, Los. I will say, the reason I say, I I tweeted that just now, props to Rob Palenka, because... 
you you got to think about the pressure that was put on this guy. You have one of the most loved guys come out and just pretty much say he's a backstabber, he's a liar. You got all these tweets and stuff coming out about how he lied and did all these things. But one thing I never doubted with Rob Lincoln was his work ethic, and that's why I liked him in the position because I know coming from the tree of being you know next to Kobe Bryant and the guys I know Kobe Bryant's gonna keep close to him gonna be hard workers, and so that's why I knew that this guy I was gonna do the right thing when it comes to the Lakers. He may not say you know the thing the right things in the public and you know whatever, but I know that he was gonna hit the ground running and actually be there and work and get this deal done. So we really just gotta give props to that. To this guy for getting this deal done and getting a guy in his prime. Like, you don't know how big this is. A 26, 27 yeah, he's our future. He's in his our prime. Future. And that's the thing. The that's the thing, Los. I don't even know if he's he's right there, maybe entering it. Like, he's yeah, the earth. He may be just like entering it right now. Like, he may not fully, exactly. fully be in it. That's crazy, man. Like, and, and, and the second part I want to add to this, if you guys don't mind, is. We have to get a max guy. I know there's been talk about breaking it up and doing this and, you know, and, you know, getting, you know, spreading it out so we can be deeper. But we got to think about the future as well. And the reason why I think we should go out and get a Kimball Walker or get a um, Kyrie Irving, because those are going to be our main cornerstones of the team when LeBron decides to hang it up. So if we can get him and then re-sign AD next year, we got our cornerstones when LeBron decides to hang it up. So I think... That's why we got to get this max guy because every year, yes, you can see the free agency is not going to be a free agency market like it is this year. We have to get the big guy. We have to get the, the max guy like a Kimber or a Kyrie now while they're available. Well, yeah. well, my thing is I want to backtrack a couple because uh, like back to Rob Belinka, I don't want to go for like when I'm wrong, I mean yeah. when I'm wrong. Yeah. And, you know, one of those things that, you know, with Rob Belinka that I don't want to skip over is that, you know, you know, just like Lo said, he was going through a lot of scrutiny and he was able to concentrate and, and make this happen. But one of the things I, you know, is not to go uh, too far is that it was laid out nicely for him to do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like with the Toronto thing, it was laid out nicely for them to win, but at the end of the day, they had to go out there and play and win the game. And that's yeah. what I think what Rob did. He he went in there and he, he put, he it was laid out for him to do it and he executed. Think of how many strikeouts we've had in the past four or five years. I mean, for the listeners, if you hadn't caught on the now, you listen to the three guys that aren't just Lakers fans. We didn't become Lakers fans. We've been Lakers fans, yeah. like, for the majority, like, if not all our lives. Yeah. So, you know, to see him come in and execute the way he has, you know, I, you know, he's earned, you know, maybe he's earned his way back into my good graces, man. Oh, yeah, he in my good graces. <laughs> I, ain't no maybe. Ain't no, uh, I don't care about none of that stuff that's been going on now. Like, the thing about it, man, this was the move that needed to be made. Like I said, I think it works out for both sides. But even getting back to Los's point, honestly, I could see it either way. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a situation where it's make it or break it either way for me. Like if they oh, go out and get the third, yeah, yeah if they go space. out and okay. get that. Yeah, let's do this. So, Ramon, what do you think that the Lakers should do with the rest of their cap space? All right, this is the thing for me. It's to me, there's two guys out there right now that I would say go ahead. If obviously if we don't think we're going to get Kawhi, but Kawhi Leonard and Kyrie Irving, let's go. Boom, 100%. When it goes past those two guys, I would like to see us potentially build out the squad with high end, with to just get more depth around AD and LeBron. I think that 
that's enough star power within itself. I do feel what you're saying, Los, about the future. You want to get that second co-star with, you know, Anthony Davidson. So that's why I'm saying Kyrie Irving. That's why I'm saying, you know... Uh, Kimba. Kimba, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's wrong with you? We gotta find what's wrong with Ramon, bro. Like, what's wrong with you, man? I'm not as what high on it? Kimba as Kyrie, and the thing about it, Kimba is about to be 30. Now, I know 30 isn't super, super old in the league, but he is gonna be 30, like, very soon. So, you know, you're, so talking, you about, like you're talking about building with two guys after LeBron. You know, LeBron got about, you know, got two more years. I mean, this year, you know, counting this year, it'll be three years on his deal, but two years after this upcoming. Uh, year and then we don't know how long he might play. So you're looking at Kimba being a guy that's in his early 30s, maybe possibly heading into mid 30s when LeBron hangs it up. So that's my only reservation on Kimba. We were talking about a 25 year old Kimba Walker already playing at this level, or a 26 year old Kimba Walker. Yes, let's go. But that age thing is the only thing that why I paused on Kimba. So I mean, I, I get that part of it. Um, but again, I, I goes past those free agents besides Kyrie, besides Kawhi, because again, right now, all we guarantee right now is one year AD. You know what I'm saying? If we're able to get one of those max guys, because next year, who are we looking at as a free agent? Draymond Green? You know, it's not really huge names out there next year. So outside, I, I, I say you have to get a star player, because right now, these veterans, names that's not really that we thinking about. Think about signing with us for cheap right now because they gonna, they want to jump on. We've seen this before in the past where you can get stars and you can get these players some minimums, bet minimums. I'm not really worried about the depth right now. You have a Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, who can pretty much carry the team offensively when AD or LeBron sit down. You know what I'm saying? So you have those three pieces right there. That's really a, a big three right there by itself. So you still have a young guy that can still do well. But if you can get... Somebody, again, if you can get somebody like a Kimball Walker, yes, I know he's about to be 30, but if you can sign him for four years, we see now players are now playing longer and doing well and playing well into their 30s now. I think you got to go and get Kimball Walker with this team, with Anthony Davis, with a, a, a scoring punch like Kimball Walker if you can't get Kyrie. Obviously, Kyrie is number one, but if you can't get him, you have to, have to get Kimball. I just I, I like that you want to fill the team out. We kind of thinking about this year, but I'm kind of thinking beyond this year. I think about championships and on again, and I think we can be able to fill the roster out with that minimums and the mid level mid level exception. We gonna find ways to get players to come along and play with LeBron James. That's easy to say. Uh, I get what you're saying because uh, yeah, you, we do have. But I think along with, with what AD brings and what LeBron brings alone, I think that those two superstars. You really can, you really could would do better getting like high level role players because we saw what happened with Golden State. You know when KD went down, when Clay went down, it was over. They couldn't find anybody to get their own basket and stuff for Steph. And Nick Nurse had been sending the double team and stuff the whole yeah. game, so Nick Steph didn't have any room to do anything. You know we don't want to fall into that trap to where if LeBron goes down, God forbid. But if if, if LeBron goes down, AD does have a, a injury pass. We're not gonna skip over that. That's my one my favorite player. But I I must admit he does have injury issues. Yeah. So you know we, well we will be okay. You know if we if uh, AD or uh, LeBron miss ten games. You know 
Like we have to, we have to do, have to, we have to split that up. I don't think we should, you know what I'm saying? Unless it's a Kyrie, Kyrie, bring them on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I said Kyrie but, and Kawhi. And that's Kawhi, no brainer. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we can find guys like you know, like a Marcus, Marcus Morris esque type player, or you know, just yeah. a, just a scrappy guy, yeah. you know, to and, to 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 go. And I I think what we have to say, we have to still look at this from the lens of okay. Yes, we do. We want that third guy, but we have to also see if that third guy is going to be willing to just take a little bit less, really, than that max. Because we don't have that full max slot there. I mean, isn't yeah. it, huh? Isn't that weird that you're saying that? And Kimber Walker has recently came out and said he will take less than the max. Yeah, literally just yeah. came out. And I, yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. like I, I agree, and don't get me wrong. It's not like we're gonna sign Kimber Walker. And I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, man, why did we sign Kimber Walker? Yeah, I'm yeah. not like that. Trust me. This is a moment that I'm happy right now. So I don't even want to make it seem like we even debating that. Like that. Nah, we together. We should celebrate this moment together because we, like Robin said, bro, we not the we not bandwagon fans. We not guys that just showed up. Like we've been talking about the Lakers and been with the Lakers for like forever and we didn't deal with all the seasons of hoping that we keep our protected picks and all that type of stuff so yeah don't get me wrong i would take him but like i said my only reservation is really kind of the age of kimber at this point he's not old he's not old so i'm not saying it in yeah, that way but season, yeah and so i, I don't want to say it in that way but that's my only little reservation there but hey if we went the route of making kimber be our targeting and having his mind that he's the one that we looking at first with free agency mm-hmm. and selling him on that, then boom, we get Kimber Walker. I'm good. I'm I'm good with the third star. I'm good with building out the team. I'm good with really whatever right now because we got LeBron and Anthony Davis on our squad, which is the best duo in the league right now at this point. So. I can't even keep up with my timeline, my text messages. My text messages blowing up my everything. Bro, we, oh, my, my message is going off going crazy right now too. All I can say is, man, it's been a long time coming, bro. It's been a long time coming, bro. That's why, you know, like you said, Ramon, LeBron just a little too cool throughout this ever since the season. He's been too cool, man. Cool. He knew Rich Paul was gonna get it done, bro. Like, oh man, it's but, in the group me the other day or whatever but I mean when Woj came on uh on ESPN the other day I mean he said that he did feel that the Lakers had enough pieces to get it done I know that we had talked about a three-team deal and having to have that third one but I mean Woj didn't he recently speak and say that he felt we had the the pieces without a third team he did say that he did say that he he, like two or three days ago he came on and said this deal is pretty much going to get done and the Lakers have what they need to get this deal done. And I just think, and, and I, I'll say this, you know, hats off to David Griffin for swallowing his pride and with everything that went down in February at the trade deadline. And, you 
know, even if, you know, the pretty much the agent and Anthony Davis cornered the market, you know, and made it to where he went to the to the Lakers, they still swallowed their pride and still got a good deal out of this. So I really have to take my hat off to David Griffin for doing that. And, you know, Rob Palenka for with the pressure being put on him right now for stepping up. And I mean just really, really and truly like all around, I think this is a win win. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Not the best player, but it's a win-win. Yes. This is a win-win, now, win, now, man. Now, now, we just gotta make sure we gotta uh, we gotta make sure Adam Silver don't come in and try to nah. Uh, <laughs> he try not to finesse up, man. But yeah, man. I mean, it's an exciting time not only for Lakers fans but for Pelicans fans as well, man. Because if they able to flip their fourth pick, oh my gosh. Man, they're in a great position. They are in a great position, bro. Because like we've said, bro. Zoe and B.I. are special. I don't care what anybody feels about Zoe and B.I. at this point, especially like I said earlier, I hate to harp on this, but if you haven't consistently watched those guys, don't tell me anything about Zoe and B.I. Like, if you haven't watched them game after game, like we didn't watch them and analyze all you've seen is one game of you seen them trolling about this one bad game here and there, then you really can't speak up about those guys, honestly, in my opinion. So, with that being said, Lonzo and B.I. will be all-stars in this league, and I feel comfortable and I'm confident saying that. I feel comfortable and confident saying that. You pair that with Zion Williamson, you pair that with whatever this number four pick can bring you, or whether you take that guy or whatever, you are in a great position for the future. Like, you are lining up for that point where other teams, you know, start to decline and all that kind of stuff like that. But like I said, I don't know if I said this on air or if I said this off air. I can't remember because we've just been running it. But I really think that they can contend for a playoff spot next year. I honestly Who? believe that. The Pelicans, the Pelicans yeah, yeah, as a healthy team, will contend for a playoff they spot can. next year. They can. They can compete for one. Hey, but one thing that's all lost in this thing, though, is that – Salute to Josh Hoy, salute to Lonzo, and salute yeah. to Yeah, I'm going to miss them guys. I'm, I'm going to miss it's them. It's almost like they grew up before our eyes, you know, and we was in the trenches fighting for them when everybody else in the league saying, oh, oh they bust, so oh, they, they they bust. But, no, nah, they, they, they're quality players, man. I wish them well, just like I wished uh, D'Angelo well. But I think that the thing that's that's missing in this thing is that we really, like, the leg, like, it, it's like we watched the the – the decline of a of a um of a dynasty and, and now we're watching the ascension of one, bruh. Like literally like right. days apart, you know? Because just like you said, K D injury K D may not even play next year. A twenty right. kids right. is this big deal. And and it, we at least know Clay will be out for half the season. So for for half the year, Golden State might not even be a a a, a like in even in the picture, bruh. Right. So I mean, the West is wide open right now, bro. And then when you got LeBron and AD, just that alone can win you. Yes. <laughs> win you game. So, man, it's just it's just a good day to this be a Laker. This is real, man. man. It's a good day to be a Laker and a Pelican. I think. Man, Los just came and dropped that Woj bomb on us, bro. Los just dropped that mug on the pot. Sorry, man. I saw it on my phone. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> Couldn't resist, man. Hey, we were worried about the tenth pick at that time. I'm like, okay, I'm like, what? What Rob? We coming out of talking about Nerlens Noel and all this, and what Rob gonna say for the tenth pick? Yeah. And Lowe said, boom. Yeah, I was like, man, forget, forget mock draft, man, because that ain't even gonna be acting. Now we gotta go back to do our mock draft. Yeah, drives. right. Y'all look get that on Instagram, man. But man, that's that's crazy. I don't know what else we could say, bro. Now they saying that Boston was uh, unwilling to trade. Uh, Jason Tatum. 
And that, this, that's what put us ahead. All right, for all the listeners, just go back. I don't know how many podcasts probably go, but just go back and listen to it. Yeah. That's exactly what we said. Yeah. We said you could do all this talk about the assets that Danny Ainge got and what Boston got and this and that, but I said when it got down to it that Jason Tatum wasn't going to actually be on the table and what happened? He wasn't on the table. You got to look at it. Last year, they had potential to make a deal for Kawhi Leonard and didn't want Jalen Brown to be the centerpiece of that. So if he wasn't going to put Jalen Brown on the table for Kawhi Leonard, what makes you think he was going to put Jason Tatum on the table now? Come on. Yeah. That is, yeah, go ahead, though. No, no, I was just going to say, I was going to, I agree with what Ramon was saying. It's just the market corner. And, I mean, again, the Lakers were bidding against themselves. The Lakers needed AD more than AD needed the Lakers, if that makes sense. Because that we knew once we had Anthony Davis, chances are we're going to get use that max money. We didn't clear all this money and for a max player not to get a max player. And that's why I believe in my heart that Kyrie, we're going to get a point guard. If we don't, even if it's by, I don't see us trading because we gave up a lot. So now I see one of these top free agents looking at it probably sitting somewhere scratching their chin like, man, Aston Davis, LeBron James, heck yeah, I'll go and be the point guard for that team. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, you got LeBron who was a pass-first natural guy, you know what I'm saying, who knows who can take over games. Anthony Davis who can give you 40 and 15 any night. And you know that's going to open up things for you. If you're coming down and being a point guard for that team, like a score-first point guard, like a Kimball Walker, like a Kyrie Irving, I just think, oh my goodness. And Joe Coop, 30th can't come quick enough right now. I'm just and, excited, man. It's and crazy. The th- and the thing about it, like we said, keeping Kuz, man, Kuz fits perfectly with those guys, in my opinion. Because he can sit in the corner and pop yeah, threes. Kuz fits perfectly with those guys to me. Like his, I can't, Then defensively, yeah. how long have we been bad on defense? If anything, is our anchor now. Man, we, hey, Lakers back, baby. Yeah. Lakers back. I, I can on, talk man. my trash yeah, now. Right. We back now. Hey, we deserve this moment, we man. Do. We deserve this we moment. Do, man. How many, how many times, how many times were we communicating in the group? Me on the night of the draft lottery, like, man, I hope we keep our pick. Yeah, man. I, hope, yeah. I, I hope we keep our pick. I like just, just, just having to pay attention to the draft lottery. Yeah. Like we been, we, we be locked in for the yeah. draft lottery, like. <laughs> We don't have to do that anymore. Think about how many times we'd have to pay attention to Summer League. We don't have to pay attention to Summer League. No more. Man, it's, it's, it's up, man. They say we targeting Kimba, so we'll see. I think Kimba, Kimba might come, he, he, I, I think the reason why they're targeting Kimba, too, is that, first first of all, like Los mentioned, I mean, that was a key point that you said, Los, about Kimba saying that he would be willing to take less than the max. So, that's very important because, like I said, we have a little bit less in the max for that spot right now. But then the thing about it, if you make a guy like Kimball feel that he's the priority, like, I think it can line up. I think the Lakers feel that, you know, maybe those other guys in, in Kawhi and Kyrie may not decide to come and they may feel that Kimba is the most likely option. So you full court press on him, then, hey, I'm with it. I'm with it now. Forget it. I'm, I'm not I'm – not, I'm not pausing on Kimber anymore, bro. I'm fully supporting it. Yeah, because I'm fully supporting it, right? Yeah, because now I'm thinking about it. Kimber, you plug like a shooter or Ooh, a two way guy to two. Stop then you got LeBron, Kuz, and, and AD. You can't stop it, bro. Like Kimber, because Kimber can shoot too. So that means LeBron, that means Kimber can play off ball, which Kimber really needs to be playing off ball because he's really not a true point guard. So, I mean. 
I can, I'm kind of on the Kimba. I'm with Los no, now. I want Kimba now. <laughs> I want Kimba. I agree with you because Kimba is a shooting guard and a point guard exactly. guy. Exactly. That's what he is, pretty much. He can score the he ball. Like a, he, he like a he like a he like KCP on steroids. So, all right. So I I haven't been for this guy honestly, but at this point, do we try to keep a guy like a Rondo? Then if you may play Kimba off ball. Yes. 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 And you have a Rondo at the one. Yes. And Rondo came and said last year that he wanted to come and win a championship. He said he wanted to win one with Boston and win one with the Lakers. That was his goal. I think you get think players like Rondo. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get players like Rondo for cheap now. You got players like, you got to think about it. These are like possible free agents out there, which this guy don't want. Carmelo, you know, <laughs> and I don't want him. I know he was. He's a guy out there. I know he's probably hoping to get the vet minimum to come and play on this team. Oh, he's breaking he's out the hoodie Trevor again. He bro- he's oh. still a good guy. He can come oh. out and ball for us. You know, and you got guys like Rondo that'll come in for cheap, you know what I'm saying, and come and give us that punch off the bench once we fill out our roster. And you got guys that still can come back to us like a Reggie Bullock. You know what I'm saying? That I like Reggie Bullock a lot. Coming back. I like him a lot. He's perfect to play around LeBron. I think we need to bring him back. We can bring him back for cheap. I think Carmelo gonna want to come with us now. You know what I mean? He was negotiating to come. That's in. what that's what Lowe's was saying yeah. about Melo. Yeah, I so think he. I don't know. How much Melo got left in the tank, bro? I'm telling you, he's breaking out the hoodie right now, bro. He about to get back to training. He about to, yeah, he about to be, he about to be posting yeah. his IG videos, bro. <laughs> right? Man, I don't know, bro. I think. So, I think, but you know, mention both of y'all's y'all y'all path to success. We can't go wrong. You know, let's say we get a couple guys like a JJ Reddick one year deals. You know, keep our money open and available. You know, some veteran, good veterans to go around LeBron and AD. Or are we going to get that max guy? So I think we can't go wrong right now with what we have, but the future looks bright. Because think about this. Let's say we didn't pull off an AD trade. You know, Woj has reported before we weren't leading in any top three agents, you know, destinations. You know, and that's probably the truth, you know, which show is the proof is in the pudding the last few years. We couldn't get a guy outside of LeBron to come and sign with us. LaMarcus Aldridge, Carmelo Anthony. We missed on all these guys, DeMar DeRozan. Paul George, these are all guys, some of those guys that are from L.A. that we missed out on. So you're looking at that, it's just nuts to think about that we have the money to get a top free agent now. And I think now with a team with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James, the team is attractive now. It's good. we got these positive vibes going again. As long as Magic Johnson don't come on first take and try <laughs> to do something crazy. Right now we got positive vibes going, and we just need Magic Johnson to sit in his little corner and stay away, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't, don't go on first take now. Yeah, that's the same deal that I was going to offer him. I don't know why they didn't take it. No, no, dude, you was going to take it. He was offering the kitchen sink. Who was that? The next seven years. About magic, right? Why you always bashing magic, bro? <laughs> Hey, my bad, bro. I'm sorry. I'm still a little salty. Bro. No, I, that was the hey, same deal we offered. Uh, but we had Kuz in the first deal that we offered during the season. Yeah, we had everybody. <laughs> yeah, Kuz, Zubac. They was they were ready to trade the the janitors and the the staff and everything for the Lakers back then. Man, I'm bash magic. Hey, hey, forget this though. This is a happy moment, bro. This yeah, is a, yeah, this yeah, is a celebratory yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, we, we, we are celebrating. We all together. So yeah. like I said, we we happy as Lakers fans, but also too. We want to keep it in the scope of everything as well. Pelicans have done a heck of a job and they're going to continue to do things with shopping these different picks and stuff that they got 
um, like that. So we'll see it continue to unfold, but I think that that's another big thing that is dropped on the league that is going to make free agency even crazier at this point. Yeah, David Griffin, you know, he's a great uh, exec, front office exec. He's proved that his whole career. I think when he took this New Orleans job, well, I know when he took this New Orleans job, you know, to, in order, one of the key things to being a great exec is doing your research and knowing your, knowing the situation that you're about to get into. So, you know, you have to imagine that he probably knew he was going to be in this position. That's why he took the job. So, I mean, he's, he's got in there. He's done his thing. Lakers done it, done their thing. Man, we, we, I don't know, man. We'll see you in, uh, in April, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro, just playoff being able to like we we watch playoff games, but being able to like be in it, have a yeah, have a, have a horse in have a horse, have a horse in the race, man. I don't know, I don't know what else more we could say, bro. But. I think we said it all, bro. I think we said enough for this pod, man. I'm I'm yeah. trying to catch up to my text and timeline yeah. and all. Yeah, we'll, we'll catch up, but I'm just happy that this is a great moment because we actually caught the news when it happened. So you know, you got genuine emotion from us all. Uh, go Lakers. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, make sure y'all follow us on O underscore Benchwarmers Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you're subscribing to us on Opinionated Benchwarmers on our platforms. That's on Google Play. That's on iTunes and Stitcher. Man, we out of here. Go Lakers. AD, man. The world is... The, 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 you, you're the heir to the throne. After LeBron retires, your team so. Man, I'll never forget episode 39. Nah, man. I won't. I'll never forget episode <laughs> 39 either, bro. See, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to start. We wanted to, when, I, when I said, like, like, let's get together, let's record this, because it's going to be situations like these that we can revert back to. And, man, bro. Bro, we could just go back and listen to, like, our previous podcast, how we were... Like, we'll talk, be talking bad about the Lakers and, like, how we'll be... We was just... Just the other episode, we was talking about how we're a mess and how we don't know what we're going to yeah. do. It's crazy, bro. Man, let me get out of here, folks. Yeah, you know? we've been <laughs> ramble for a whole nother hour. We don't need to ramble no more, bro. Y'all, thank y'all for listening, man. Until next episode, we out of here.